Welcome to episode 11 of What Kind of Country? I'm Victoria Meakin, and I'm moving with my family to the beautiful country of New Zealand. It's 2021, and the world is still in the grip of the coronavirus pandemic. So myself, my husband, and our two young children are governed by New Zealand's very strict managed isolation rules, meaning we'll be spending two weeks in a government-mandated hotel. And I'm delighted to say that I'll be dedicating part of that time to speaking remotely to some very generous Kiwis who've given up their time to help me answer the question, in 2021, what kind of country are we moving to? Coming up in this episode, I speak to a marketeer about how she helps New Zealanders promote their businesses. Today's guest is a lady who works every day to help the New Zealand business community to really get its message out. Marketing strategist Rachel Claver is all about bringing Kiwi businesses into the digital age, utilising blogs, social media posts, adverts, videos and articles to firmly establish themselves in the minds of their clients. And she says whether it's a multinational company or a small startup, the needs of each business and business owner are often very similar. Rachel runs the Map It Marketing podcast, supporting business owners to become more confident and capable in their marketing. Hi, Rachel. Hello. Great to speak to you. Before we turn to your area of expertise, I was going to put three questions to you about New Zealand that uh, I'm asking of all interviewees for this podcast. So here goes number one. Firstly, could you tell me what is your favourite New Zealand beach? Oh, okay. So this is kind of complicated for me because I live on a peninsula with 17 beaches. One of them (laughs) is 200 metres away from our house and we walk on it every day. But we actually spend most of our time on three different beaches a day. We walk one in the morning, one in the afternoon and one in the evening. So I'm spoiled for choice. Um, So I'm going to say my local beach, Manly Beach. It's a beautiful beach, great swimming beach, but also gorgeous sand and just looks gorgeous all year round. And whereabouts is that, Rachel? That's on the Hibiscus Coast of New Zealand. We're north of Auckland, we like to call ourselves. Excellent. And uh, secondly, where in New Zealand would you recommend I take my young family camping? Oh, okay. So you're settling in the South Island. Um, I would definitely say at some point, do make your way up to the Bay of Islands. But you can't go wrong with going into Nelson and going out to Motueka and out around there. Great camping spots, great tramping spots, absolutely gorgeous, and it's warm in summer, which is very important. Crucial, yeah, excellent. And a third question along those lines. Uh, Can you name one thing that you think every visitor to New Zealand should experience, Rachel? Oh, I really think that the most beautiful place in New Zealand for me where I actually become wordless, which is never happens, is Glenorchy and around the not Queenstown but sort of past Queenstown in that area there that is it's where the, a lot of the Lord of the Rings was, was filmed it's absolutely breathtaking and I would definitely say that that is a must do for anyone that comes to New Zealand Fantastic thank you so much for those suggestions Rachel I'm adding them to uh, the big Excellent. list <laughs> <laughs> So uh, moving on to your work in marketing and helping businesses to get their message out can I ask Is marketing post the rise of social media just an entirely different beast? I think the hardest thing about marketing post social media is 
that there has become an existing such a pressure on business owners to show themselves. I remember being at a, a fashion week show about 10 years ago and someone saying that the fashion designer wouldn't, didn't want to come out at the end of the show and she said, oh, she won't last in business because now you have to be in front. And that was quite in the early days of social media. But that is true so much now for social media. If you're not prepared as a small business owner to come and show your face and build a community, you are stuck before everyone else that is doing that because we want to buy from people. The, the rise of social media has made us feel disconnected and we're looking for connection even with brands and businesses. And of course, coming out front and centre and showing your face isn't necessarily comfortable for people. It's all about the, the kind of person you are and, and that's not a comfortable space for everybody, is it? It's really complicated. You know, if you have an issue with how you look or sound, um, as you'll know, uh, the way that we sound in our heads is completely different to the way that other people hear us. And if you've got those issues, that makes it hard. If you've got issues with technology and you struggle to work out that stuff and it adds stress before you even appear on camera, that makes it difficult. And just straight out, you know, some of us are very private people. My husband is so thankful that I'm the face of our business because he would never want to do what I do, you know. And I, I think it is hard. It's a really hard thing if it's not a natural natural thing. I, I will say, though, and my thing is I love people. And I've, I heard this great phrase, which I love people, I just don't like them in person. So for me, social media is great because I, I can talk to people online and be very chatty. But I'm very socially awkward if you see me in person. Are there any common issues or obstacles that business owners in New Zealand come to you with regularly? So definitely it would be the technology issue and just that whole fear of showing up. That would definitely be one of the common things. I think that's that's common everywhere. I do think that often New Zealanders who've got a really strong desire to grow on a world stage can get a little bit frustrated about the fact that we are small here and that you know it's, it does limit our growth. We're a country of five million and you know like you look at Sydney for example that's five million as a city so just that the size of your your market is always going to be small and I do think that that can be hard and getting things freighted from here can be difficult if you're a product-based business I also think that the competition is high you know where lots of us are entrepreneurial and trying to to compare with a whole bunch of other people in your industry when it's quite a small pool that can also be quite complicated and those are things that you wouldn't often find if you were in a city of similar size around the world. To those people who don't live and breathe social media every day it can obviously seem like quite a daunting proposition. In 2021 in New Zealand what platforms would you recommend every business should be active on? Oh, so I don't like to say every business should be on them, but I'm going to tell you my current favorite ones. Um, I love LinkedIn anyway. So anyone that's a B2B business, I definitely say in New Zealand, we have a very vibrant LinkedIn community and it is bigger than I have seen in other countries in terms of that kind of uh, networking because we're small from a nationwide perspective. We learn how to to communicate with each other and that's quite a nice vibrant section. Mm -hmm. Instagram is definitely growing and vibrant at the moment. But my personal favorite right now is TikTok, which surprises me because I am 50. Um, But you can find your own people on there and it is a platform that not many other people are on. So if you do like video, it's a great opportunity to make a mark and grow an audience quite fast. Can you uh, quickly sub up TikTok and what it's about? So TikTok's a short form video platform. It's purely video. The reason I like it is that even though my children who are Gen Z say that it's a point and dance and that's all it is, um, 
TikTok's algorithm, the way that it works is you get filtered very fast into what you see. So you end up getting a page that is very much who you are, your personality and what you want. So you end up being in a community quite quickly that is very similar to you. So in terms of marketing, that's very clever. So it's, it's a short form video platform. Um, you need to do lots of video content on there, but most of mine's just talking about marketing ideas and they literally take me five minutes to make and then I post them and some of them have had 25,000 views and I've only got 700 followers, so that's pretty cool. So many small businesses are often maxed out time-wise, providing the services that they offer to clients and keeping on top of their usual admin. How much time should a small business be devoting to marketing and digital marketing? So if it's a new business, it's always going to be more, uh, but you often have more time when it's a new business. I have a formula for this, actually, which is generally for every full-time employee, so that counts you if you're the small business owner, I normally say budget four hours a week. So we've got a team of eight. So, you know, we have normally now between 25 to 30 hours a week we spend on our marketing. And that that budget seems to work quite well. So you have to kind of think that every single full-time employee, that gives you another four hours that you should spend on your marketing. That seems quite big. It is. But when you think that the marketing drives your sales, then it doesn't feel that way. So like for us, we do a lot of marketing and we've got a service-based business. Most people who come to us, their email is, sign me up, I'm ready. There's no back and forth hours spent doing lots of meetings backwards and forwards and doing all that negotiation that you often get in a service-based business. So if you kind of see it that way, for me, the marketing is a whole lot of pre-selling and a whole lot of growth. And then by the Mm -hmm. time they come to you, they're already converted. Of course, many businesses are facing the challenge of lockdown at the moment in New Zealand and the impact of the global pandemic generally. What kinds of impacts has this past couple of years had on your clients? So I think part of the problem with with the lockdowns is and COVID in general is it's the exhaustion factor. So what I'm seeing this, because we're currently in lockdown at the moment in New Zealand, and comparing that to the one that we had initially last year, last year there was a whole lot of get up and go and we're going to get through this. And right now it's just, you know, hey, if I can get showered in the morning and I can put on clothes and open my emails, I have checked off a thing this year to do. And I, I do think that all of us as, as a world, let's be honest, are exhausted by the main and so I think that part of this is understanding a lot of people are asking hey is this business serving the lifestyle that I actually want to have is this actually doing what it should be and one of the things I've loved is people have started caring more about making sure their business is profitable because they need to have some banks of money when things go wrong Um, I've definitely seen e-commerce has definitely been a win and our e-commerce clients have done very well out of lockdowns and out of um, just the whole move to online and for the tourism business we don't have a lot of those clients obviously they've been decimated and it's been heartbreaking but it's been amazing how many of them have risen up from there and changed their perspective and moved into something else that really has taken all of their skills and moved in there. And I think resilience is a huge thing, but resilience is exhausting. And I think I have to acknowledge, you know, people are tired and business owners are tired and it's stressful when you're worrying about what's going to happen and the uncertainty. Yeah, I don't know. Is is that the same? Would you say that's the same in the UK? I think definitely. I I think that uh, fatigue is a word Mm. that's been used quite a lot, particularly as uh, the first year of the pandemic ticked into the second year. I think people are generally very resilient, but they're they're battle-scarred, battle-weary, I suppose, would be one way to put it. 
Yeah, and I, I know for me that that was the thing that surprised me because I was, I was working seven days a week last year helping small businesses. And when this lockdown happened, I think I almost slept consistently for the first two days because I just couldn't cope with the new going back into it. And there was like this panic and I, I mm-hmm. fixed it, but I'm seeing it in my clients. They're just tired. And so a lot of what we're doing is going, look, we know we need to do all these things, but let's just pace it and let's just get small incremental improvements. If we're moving forward slowly, we're still making progress. And I think that's a really important thing to learn. If you're in the position in New Zealand to be setting up a business from scratch at the moment, what key elements, Rachel, would you recommend marketing-wise that you hit the ground running with? Definitely have a website and definitely have a way to collect email addresses. On my podcast next week, I've got someone who has built a following of 175,000 people on Instagram. And yesterday, through an accident, Instagram took away his account. And that's where he built his business. And he doesn't have email. He doesn't have any of those things. And he was going to. And he has to start from scratch. So I always say, look, whatever you do, even if it's simple, build a website that you own, have an email list you own, and start with that. Don't worry about spending thousands of dollars on branding and painting the car, all those sort of things. Start with that. Get a few good clients. Focus on getting those ones and get testimonials and reviews from them and then use those to go and get more and I think that's the most important thing you know and stick to what you're good at don't try and do everything just stick to what you're good at and just push that through it is hard to get that initial momentum but if you do that and you start to grow with that and look after those customers well everything else will happen it's old-fashioned but it works really well the fundamentals yes definitely Finally, Rachel, I'm going to move back to one of those general questions about New Zealand that I've been asking all interviewees for this (laughs) podcast. Could you tell me what one piece of advice would you give to a newcomer to New Zealand who's just arrived and is planning to make a life here? I don't know what part of England you came from, but um, I I used to live in New Zealand, but I lived in Australia for a while and then I came back. Mm -hmm. And I know that for me, the biggest shock to my system after living in a bigger city was that everyone was super friendly when I said hello to them. And I actually, I was <laughs> threatened by it initially because I was used to it being in a bigger city where people don't really do that. So, like, I think I spent the first three days going, why, why do you want to know where I'm living? Are you planning to stalk me? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think it sounds silly and it's such a little thing, but just be aware that in New Zealand we do love asking questions and meeting new people. And so allow that to not freak you out too much. And I also think, um, because you're settling into South Island, just also be aware that those friendships can take a long time to develop and that's nothing on you. It's just hard. You know, people get used to those groups and settling in is hard. I've done it myself and I've experienced myself and I think just, you know, involve yourself in community groups, pull into the expat community as well so you've got kind of people that you can connect with and it is a long-term game but it is worth it and once you've got in there it's great but it does it can take a bit longer than you think it's going to rachel thank you so much for your time you're very welcome thank you so much for having me many thanks to my guest today rachel claver you can find rachel online at rachel claver that's k-l-a-v-e-r dot com and search for Rachel's podcast, Map It Marketing. What Kind of Country was written, presented and edited by me, Victoria Meakin. 
My producer in Christchurch is Bridget de Goldie, and our original music was written and performed in New Zealand by Corey Bezecki. What Kind of Country is a Broaden Up production. Mm-hmm.